0: It's traumatizing, it's anxiety inducing.
1: What if they arrested mom? What if they took me somewhere? What if they forced me to be somebody who I wasn't? Though we are a small minority, the rights of my child matter just as much as the rights of your child do.
0: This should not be in the hands of politicians, particularly politicians who likely have never read the science nor have ever even visited a gender program such as ours.
1: We unfortunately have gathered here once again as the witch hunt for parents of trans kids continues in the state.
2: This way out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Greg Gordon. The UK Privy Council upholds Bermuda and Cayman's marriage equality bans. Don't say gay protests target Florida's bill, and Texas terrorizes families of trans kids with abuse probes. Those stories and more this week because you found
3: this way out.
4: Wendy Natividad.
3: And I'm Winslow Jones.
4: With Newswrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending March 19, 2022. In a double setback for queer rights this week, the UK Privy Council upheld the right of both Bermuda and the Cayman Islands to deny civil marriage to gay and lesbian couples. The Privy Council is the final court of appeal for British overseas territories. Cayman's lesbian couple Chantal Day and Vicki bodden Bush famously sued for marriage equality. They won their case in March of 2019, but eight months later an appeals court sided with the government and overturned equality. Even though the ruling called for queer couples to have a legal status equivalent to marriage, Day and bodden Bush decided to take their case to the Privy Council. The five-judge panel decided unanimously on March 14th that the Cayman's Bill of Rights gives the constitutional right to marry only to heterosexual couples. They said that only the Legislative Assembly could change the law. Day and baden Bush are considering taking the case to the European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg, according to the Cayman Compass.
3: It gets more complicated in Bermuda. The Privy Council voted 4-1 that the British Island Territories Law denying civil marriage to lesbian and gay couples is constitutional. A Bermuda judge opened civil marriage to same-gender couples in 2017. It was later banned and then legalized again a year later. Bermuda's Domestic Partnership Act offered same-gender couples a substitute while specifically denying them civil marriage. The government challenged an appeals court ruling that the act was unconstitutional. The Privy Court disagreed and also passed the buck to Bermuda's legislature to change the laws. Home Minister Walter Roban insists that the Domestic Partnership Act is enough. He was asked at a press conference whether the Privy Council decision ended the matter in the government's view. It is the last court of resort in our system of government, and we respect the decision that the court has made. As to whether the government might consider amending the Domestic Partnership Act...
2: At this point, not until we have a chance to talk to our legal advisors, chambers, the lawyers and other advisors on these matters...
0: Will the government make any decisions as to what it will do next? At this point, we respect the
3: ruling of the court. A spokesman for the LGBTQ activist group, Out Bermuda, told the Royal Gazette, The judgment reverses previous decisions reached by Bermudian courts that declared same-sex couples may constitutionally marry in Bermuda, as they have now done since 2017. It is not clear yet how the government will manage the many marriages that have already taken place.
4: Marriage equality was never in the cards in Kosovo. Parliament rejected the government's civil partnerships proposal on March 16th. Progressive Prime Minister Alban Kirti urged lawmakers to enact the measure, but only 28 of 120 MPs voted in favor. It would have been the first legal recognition of gay and lesbian couples in a Muslim-majority country. The partnerships bill was part of a number of reforms to Kosovo's civil code, all part of the Balkan nation's effort to join the European Union. Speaking to Parliament before the vote, Curti told MPs, ''Rights belong to everyone.'' Many opponents, however, cited their religious beliefs and family values. Balkan Insight reports that angry protesters hit the streets of the Kosovar capital Pristina, chanting, ''Homophobes, you have no place in Parliament!'' and, ''Love is resistance. We also are part of the family.''
3: In a win for equality advocates this week, Guatemala's Congress killed a bill to put a marriage equality ban into the nation's constitution. Lawmakers bowed to a promise veto by President Alejandro Giamate. The bill would have also instituted a don't-say-gay policy banning classroom discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity and tripled the prison time for women convicted of seeking or having an abortion. Current law in the Central American country already outlaws abortion except when the woman's life is in danger civil marriage is restricted to heterosexual couples. The Life and Family Protection Act originally had overwhelming congressional support, but that changed after the threatened veto. 119 lawmakers voted in favor of dumping the oppressive measure, and just 19 supported its passage. Giammatte warned that the measure would have violated Guatemala's constitution and a number of its international agreements.
4: U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner will remain in detention until at least May 19th. This, according to Russia's state news agency, TASS. Griner was arrested in mid-February at a Moscow-area airport for allegedly carrying cannabis oil vape cartridges in her luggage. If convicted, she faces up to 10 years in prison. Like a number of WNBA stars, the two-time Olympic gold medal winner normally spends the U.S. offseason playing in Russia. She was taken into custody on her return from New York after the Russian League's break for the FIBA World Cup qualifying tournaments. Russia's legal system is far from transparent, so it has been difficult to get accurate information about Greiner's situation. She is believed to be in a cell with two other women accused of drug offenses. Reportedly, the only major problem she's encountered has been her prison bed, too short for her six-foot-nine-inch frame. Those close to Greiner and her wife, Shirelle, say they are working privately to secure Brittany's release. It's feared that Russia's invasion of Ukraine could make Greiner a bargaining chip in already strained U.S.-Russian relations.
3: More than 6 in 10 people in the United States oppose Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. The random national sample in the ABC News Ipsos poll of 622 adults was conducted in mid-March among both English- and Spanish-speaking adults. 62% said they were against muzzling discussion of LGBTQ issues in school classrooms, while 37% supported the ban. The survey was careful to identify LGBTQ respondents who were overwhelmingly opposed to the bill. Big surprise there. It was also opposed by 59% of those who did not identify as LGBTQ. Both houses of Florida's Republican-dominated legislature approved the bill along party lines. It awaits the almost certain signature of Republican governor and aspiring presidential nominee, Ron DeSantis. Florida's Republicans have inspired fellow lawmakers to introduce similar measures in Georgia, Indiana, and Oklahoma, and to revive an almost-a-decade-dead Don't Say Gay bill in Tennessee.
4: Employees of the Walt Disney Company have been particularly animated this week. They've been walking off the job during 15-minute breaks to protest CEO Bob Chapek's response to Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. A full-scale walkout is set for March 22nd. Chapek's mishandling and delay is decried on a website created by organizers of the Disney Do Better group. Their statement of demand says, By supporting the politicians who brought this legislation and not taking a public stand against it, Chapek and company leadership have made it clear they are more than willing to sacrifice their employees' health and wellness in service of the bottom line. We will not stand for this anymore. According to the group, employees taking part in the protest action in California, Florida, and elsewhere include not only corporate office workers, but supporters who work at Lucasfilm, Pixar, Bento Box, and Disney Television Animation, among others.
3: Finally, Don't Say Gay has students and allies donning their walking shoes well beyond the reaches of Florida. More than 600 students from across New York City and Long Island gathered at City Field on March 16th for a We Say Gay rally. It was part of the 26th annual Youth Rallying Conference of the LGBT Network, a consortium of queer nonprofits that cross generations. Its CEO David Kilnick told WABC-TV, It's real important that our kids come together so that we show solidarity and support for LGBTQ youth all over the country, but that they leave the conference today with the skills that they need and the knowledge that they need to be able to go out there and advocate and change the world.
4: We say gay! We say gay! That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the week ending March 19th, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world An informed community is a strong community.
3: News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you.
4: Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more.
3: And you can read the transcript and listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm Wenzel Jones. Stay healthy.
4: And I'm Wendy Natividad. Stay safe
2: are you signed up for our e-newsletter inside this way out
3: we send them out every few weeks briefly reviewing recent and
1: previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international lgbtq radio show
0: to receive the occasional inside this way out and let us know you're listening email us at info at thiswayout.org
3: stars at night are big and bright, deep, deep in the heart of
0: Texas. Paxton and Abbott do not scare us and will never separate us. Today,
1: we uh, unfortunately have gathered here once again uh, as the witch hunt for parents of trans kids continues in this state. We're trying to be just people that are respected, that are treated with dignity,
2: Val Benavides of the Texas Freedom Network and Emmett Schelling of the Transgender Education Network of Texas are in the trenches in the Lone Star State. What's happening there is part of a wave of hundreds of anti-queer bills that have been introduced so far this year in Republican-controlled U.S. state legislatures. Republican Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton issued a non-binding legal opinion redefining child abuse under state law. In Paxton's view, the parents of transgender children are child abusers if they support professional medical care for their transgender offspring, including reversible puberty blockers and hormone therapy. Even healthcare practitioners who provide those services could face prosecution. Republican Governor Greg Abbott picked up Paxton's ball and is running for re-election with it. On his orders, several families are already under investigation by Child Protective Services. They're challenging the state's shocking invasion into their homes, in court, and legal experts have been dissecting the situation in the media. Southern Methodist University Constitutional Law Professor Dale Carpenter shared his opinions about the case with KTFW-TV in Dallas-Fort Worth.
0: The state's case, I think, is that there's some uncertainty about the medical science, and at least they quote some authorities that say that some of this treatment is unnecessary and perhaps is in the long term not very beneficial and might be harmful to children. The argument that is being made by the ACLU and the advocates of these transgender youth and their families is that the governor exceeded his authority under state law. That he doesn't have the power to unilaterally expand the definition of child abuse, nor does uh, the attorney general.
2: But just what does the medical science say? Dr. Steven Rosenthal is medical director of the Child and Adolescent Gender Center at the University of California, San Francisco. He told the PBS NewsHour. Gender-affirming
0: care really is an umbrella term that encompasses first and foremost um, a uh, thorough assessment by a qualified mental health gender specialist. And then uh, uh, includes a range of possible medical options that range anywhere from fully reversible puberty blockers to uh, gender-affirming sex hormones, and then in some older individuals, perhaps uh, some uh, uh, gender-confirming surgeries. The practice that we follow is not out of the blue. It is really based on uh, what are referred to as clinical practice guidelines and standards of care, which are evidence-based. In fact, there are more than 25 years of published scientific evidence that support these guidelines. i think i could highlight one particular study that was published just two months ago in the journal of adolescent health which uh, made the i think very uh, compelling observation that access to gender-affirming care in particular uh, sex hormones such as testosterone and estrogen to um, eligible adolescents that this led to a significant decrease in depression suicidal ideation and suicide attempts Uh, I cannot think of any medical reason to deny access to care when every uh, reputable medical and mental health organization in this country have endorsed uh, an interdisciplinary model of care that follows the clinical practice guidelines and standards of care that I previously mentioned.
3: Gender affirming care saved
2: my life. Dr. Stephen Rosenthal could have been describing Audrey Perez's own life. Perez is now policy and advocacy strategist at the ACRU of Texas and told KTBC-TV in Austin.
3: I think that transgender kids of, of Texas and of today deserve the same opportunity to be able to live their lives as who they are.
2: Some people think it's somehow dangerous for kids to live as who they are. Mary Castle of the Religious Right Group, Texas Values, insists that they have to be protected from themselves.
1: It's very important for the governor to speak out on this issue. So it's making sure we're protecting their rights, uh, protecting their bodies. Um, Their brains don't develop until the age of 25. So we want to make sure that we protect our most vulnerable population, and that's our children.
2: Republican Texas State Senator Charles Percy is another self-styled child protector in the camp of the governor and attorney general.
0: I'm faced with the welfare of a child that, and and I think the data supports it, that is not mature enough to have these decisions being made for them to understand.
2: If trans children don't need to be protected from their supportive parents, what other reason could there be for such draconian measures? Dr. Eddie Carter is a constitutional law professor at Prairie View A&M, as he told KDFW-TV.
0: The governor is running hard for an election and uh, he's appealing to
3: his base. He's clearly communicating to them that uh, where he stands on these kinds of issues. And in a very real sense, he's rallying the troops in
0: order to conclude the deal this is simply another version of the kind of vigilanteism that we saw manifested in the abortion law
2: not all of texas's legal officials are on board with the attorney general's conclusions dallas county district attorney john cruzo expressed his opinion for kdfw
0: even the process of starting a discussion with a therapist if you follow the logical conclusion for this puts the therapist in a position of being charged with a crime.
1: Obviously, if we felt
0: that if, that, that we could not do so on ethical and moral grounds, um, they would be left with the option of either doing nothing or seeking out some other attorney, uh, a private attorney.
3: I think a lot of the questions that parents are struggling with and ruminating about are what's going to happen to my child in school? when they don't have an affirming teacher, when they don't have an affirming administrator.
2: Ricardo Martinez of Equality Texas told KTBC.
3: When they have a social worker who thinks that they're supposed to, they're mandated to report uh, to DFPS, right? What happens? And there are a lot of
2: question marks around this. What happens? One Texas Family Services agent could not hide his emotions when he told Vice about having to invade people's homes.
4: They can say no. They don't have to release releases. They don't have to let us in their home. I don't think the average person knows that. I I know that these children are in great homes. I know they're not being physically abused. The first time I've ever talked to a reporter that the reporter um, was was crying. Excuse me. My apologies. It's my apologies. Made the comment that the family was impeccable.
2: Rachel is the mother of a trans child who told NBC News what it's like to be a witch amidst Texas's witch hunt.
4: We are facing the weight of the government trying to strip our children from loving homes. Not only uh, families like mine, but families who have less access to resources.
0: My first visit to the Capitol should have been on a school field trip. Not
2: defending my right to exist. Trans girl Sunny Bryant testified against an earlier anti-trans youth bill in the Texas legislature last October. So, of course, her family has been targeted. Her mother, Rebecca, told NBC News.
1: The last week has been terrifying. We are scared in our own home. You start to sort of rehearse in your brain the unthinkable of your child being taken away from you.
0: It's traumatizing. It's, it's anxiety-inducing.
1: I was in the fetal position on the floor, gripping the floor because the room wouldn't stop spinning.
3: The stakes have never been this high or real for us.
1: Adam and Amber
2: Briggles' transgender son is 14 years old. In 2016, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton came to their home for an educational dinner. Now they're being investigated. The Wriggles appeared on the PBS NewsHour and on CBS News.
1: They know we're not child abusers. They know we're not child abusers. He sat at my table and broke bread with my family and then says that families like mine should not exist. It's a political stunt.
0: And there's enough ambiguity to create, uh, I think, genuine concern that somebody's going to feel like they've been deputized Uh, to be a vigilante
3: law enforcer.
1: People think that if it doesn't affect their kid, that they don't need to care about it. They don't need to think about it. And, And though we are a small minority in this country, the rights of my child matter just as much as the rights of your child do.
2: Texas District Court Judge Amy Clark Meacham issued a temporary injunction to stop one of the first investigations of a family who has filed suit. Ironically, it's the family of a woman who works at the State Department of Family and Protective Services, the mother of a 16-year-old transgender girl. The woman was put on leave after Governor Abbott's order. Attorney General Paxton lost the challenge to Judge Meacham's injunction, and she extended it to the entire state on March 11th, pending a full trial in July. Meanwhile, Paxton has his sights set on the Biden administration with a suit filed against the federal government. He's fighting Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra's pronouncement that the governor's order is discriminatory and unconscionable and clearly dangerous to the health of transgender youth in Texas. Millions of dollars in federal funding could be at stake. Curry Cook, a senior counsel at Lambda Legal, his group has joined the ACLU of Texas to resist the machinations of the governor and attorney general. Cook told KDFW,
0: We are so thrilled for trans youth and their families in Texas and just so excited that the judge uh, recognized just the incredible harms that have been happening since the 22nd, when Governor Abbott released his directive. The judge did find that there was a basis to say that we will succeed on the merits, which was a a finding she is supposed to make at this stage. Um, So I think she was convinced that, you know, we have a claim going forward and will be successful. The stigmatic harm of all this is like the genie you can't put back in the bottle. It's unquestionable that this is having an effect on 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 children.
2: Again, Dr. Stephen Rosenthal on the PBS Newshour. Look,
0: these are very uh, complicated, um, complicated situations that are best handled uh, through a very, uh, I think, uh, intimate relationship between uh, the patient, the family, and and qualified uh, healthcare team. And when I say intimate, I mean. Uh, uh, medical professionals and mental health professionals that have been working closely with the patient and family and really uh, get to know them and can do a proper assessment and figure out what is in that person's best interest. This should not be in the hands of politicians, particularly politicians who likely have never read the science, nor have ever even visited a gender program such as ours. We will continue to do the science so that we can continue to have a rational argument and contribute contribute that to the discussion and not just leave this in the hands of politicians.
1: I have seen amazing things. Dr. Jane Ray certainly has
2: read the science. The practicing pediatrician and endocrinologist helped readers of the Texas Standard understand.
1: People who were on five medications for depression come back in their own one. Uh, People that have frequent admissions to the psychiatric hospital no longer have admissions to that. They become happy. This is with gender-affirming care. And the studies show that the rate of suicide attempts or success are twice that of the general adolescent population. And after they begin transition, it alls to normal for the adolescent numbers. And so this is essential and without it, the statistics show that many of these children may die.
2: That was Dr. Jane Ray. Despite the injunction, trans teen Kai Shapley told Vice she's still anxious.
1: I obviously still feel worried and nervous, but I'm not exaggeratively worried because I know that We'll make it.
2: And when Kai does start thinking about the worst. Well, what if they took away? What if they took me away from mom? What if, what if they arrested mom? What if they took me somewhere? What if they forced me to be somebody who I wasn't? Mm -hmm. I always have these thoughts moving through my head. Like, what if this happens? Should I do this? Should I
0: jump out the window?
2: Governor Abbott's abysmal abuse of supportive families has led the largest pediatric hospital in the country to halt gender-affirming care. Texas Children's Hospital said it has stopped providing hormone therapies to trans kids to safeguard our healthcare professionals and impacted families from potential criminal legal ramifications. Meanwhile, the Republican majority in the Alabama State Senate has already approved the bill to make gender-affirming treatment for transgender adolescents up to the age of 19 a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. It would also require school officials to out transgender students to their parents. That bill is expected to pass in the House and to be signed by Republican Governor Kay Ivey. Kathy Molling is the founder and executive director of Trans Family Support Services. This Alabama mom could have been speaking for the tens of thousands of families with transgender kids who are under attack across the United States when she told
1: WHNT-TV To have your rights taken away for, you know, medically necessary care that doctors and professionals agree is medically necessary, and your family is, is in alignment with this is important care for my child for their life and their well-being, it's devastating to think that a politician can take that away from us in this country.
2: Thanks for discovering This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Wendy Notividad and Renzel Jones, produced by Brian DeShazer. Sam Cook and The Fifth Dimension performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed right like theme music. This Way Out thanks the Kicking Assets Fund of the Tides Foundation, a bequest from Christopher David Trentum, and donors Paul Bennon and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at DO Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078USA. For associate producer of Lisa Chappelle and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online with thiswayout.org and on WSUM, Madison, Wisconsin, to CCC, Gosford, New South Wales, KEUL, Girdwood, Alaska, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned.